is up, Internet? Would you stop looking at me like I just took a dump on your mom's head? My name is Matthew Kroll. Now go out and get yourself a fine piece of man-ass. I'm really enjoying that. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Happy Death Day. And when you said man-ass with your, with your accent sounded mayonnaise. like mayonnaise. I know, mayonnaise. Maybe I do want to get some fine mayonnaise. Actually, fine mayonnaises are excellent on various uh, sandwiches. You don't I, just go for the hellos? No, no. Yeah. You can get like, uh, there's like some really preppy stuff at like, uh, um, you know, some of the higher scale. Or you can make your own. Like, what is mayonnaise? It's egg. It's, yeah. And milk. Depending on it, lard. Salt. Yep. And pepper. chipotle. Chipotle. Uh, perhaps some, um, <laughs> some fine other spices. Anyway, this is not a mayonnaise. Happy death day, Matt. Happy death day, Happy Shahir. death day to you. Happy um, death day to you. It's appropriate because. Happy death day to you. <laughs> Yes. Happy death day, okay. dear Matthew. Right. Happy death day to you. Okay, I wish <laughs> I wish for you to stop singing. And it came true. Uh, you might hear, dear listener, uh, my voice does not sound. It might sound more sultry right now. I'm not quite sure. Very, very sexy. Oh my god, I am uh, just getting over a a bad fever, cold, nightmare, death thing. So this is appropriate. We're doing Happy Death Day because yesterday when I saw the I don't movie, think it is. Keep going. I felt <laughs> like death. Um, was it because of the movie? Was it because of the movie you felt like death? No, it was not. I was sick much before I went and saw the film. So you'll hear me cough a little bit. I'll turn away, etc. I want to do a thing. Oh, I want to do a thing. Because I want to talk a little Wait, bit. Wait, your singing wasn't just a, it wasn't no, just that, a thing? No, that's not the thing. That's not the thing. I have another thing I want to do. Okay. I want to talk about Put my- Put your pants, keep your pants stay pants, on and you can do the thing. Pants are going to stay, stay on. Shirt might come off. I, there's no guarantees. Here's my thing. Let's talk about the trailer thing that I do, which is I don't watch movie trailers. Sure. Right. I do not uh, like I, I and 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 I'm. Let's talk about how that's also you you kind of cheat on that as well. I, no, no, it's not a cheat. Here, <laughs> here's what it is. If there's a movie I know I'm definitely going to see, I avoid trailers like the plague. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to see that movie. Not going to not going to watch. A you didn't watch the Dunkirk trailer. Nope. Did oh, not watch any Dunkirk trailer. So if it if it's a movie I definitely know I want to see, sure. I'm going to watch. I'm not going to watch. If it's a movie I haven't heard anything about and I'm curious about, I might watch the trailer for like 30 seconds, right? Okay. I, might, I might just like flick it on, kind of get the general gist of it. Go, okay, cool. I got it. I'm done. Um, and, and I have a, you know, like, I think like you, I have a, a sort of, a uh, network of sources that inform me about the movies I want to see yes. and the movies I might want to know about and the movies I don't know anything about and will want to find out more. Our about. respective little birds. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of it is the internet. A lot of some of it is our listeners. Um, some of it is people I know in the industry who are working on movies who are telling me about things that they're working on. Yep. Um, in the case of Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day was a trailer. I well, you know, it popped up. I was like, I don't know anything about that. Popped it on. I was like, I'll watch, I'll watch, you know, 30 seconds of this, see what it is. Mm -hmm. And this is what I thought. I, I popped it on for 30 seconds. I was like, cool. I don't need to see this movie. You, you though, texted me and were like, we need to see this movie. I heard it was good. You heard it was good. Yep. Where did you hear it was good from? I heard it from a couple different websites and then a couple friends. Okay. Uh, now, good being relative as in I, you know, enjoyable in the theater. Right. Um, I think as as this goes on. Even even if it was good, I just kind of watched it and went, ah, this is not a movie I need to see. You mean the trailer? You yeah, watched the trailer? Yeah, when I watched the trailer, I was like, it wasn't like, oh, it could be fine. Could be good. It was more like, ah, 
I don't need to see. It movie. felt to me more of a tis the season sort right. of film. You wanted a horror um, movie. I wanted this. a horror movie. I wanted something. I actually wanted a, uh, what I heard this was more than a horror movie it was a comedy horror, right. which I put comedy first because I feel like it is vying for that space, whether or not the humor lands. That's mm-hmm. what it's trying to do more than a horror film. Right. Because there's not a lot of, there's a few jump scares in the film. Yeah. Um, and, but nothing that I would consider um, very um, horrifying. So, so you, you wanted this one because you just want, it's, it's Halloween and you just wanted something. Well, I wanted, yeah, that was, that was the initial thing. And I'd heard that it was better than the trailer let on. Okay. And, uh, I will say, uh, well, well, actually, even before we get into this, let's Mm. even uh, talk about things that we know are good no matter what. And that is our listeners. Yes. Dear listeners, uh, we are doing something very special for you, uh, in New York city in Astoria. Speaking of horror movies, Yep. speaking of horror movies, before we talk about this horror movie, if you'd like to hear us speak, perhaps, I don't know, maybe in person, I can guarantee I will have my pants on for this. Uh, Mm Oh yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, we are going to be at QED in Astoria. Astoria on, I believe, the 26th of this All Hallowed month of October. I don't disbelieve it. I know it to be true. Oh, it is true. It, it is, is true. true. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be discussing all things uh, horror-related uh, cinema and the, the things that affected us uh, either as we grew up or currently in the genre. We're going to have special guests you here. Who are they going to be? It's going to be Patrick and Francesca Ramsey from Last Name Basis, who have been on our podcast on the Alien Covenant episode. Go Covenant who, that episode right who, now. Who, who are com- Is that the correct usage it's of that Covet. Term? Covet. Covet, covet, covet that episode. But I was just, let me have it. <laughs> okay, I'll let you have that one. Uh, who are going to be rejoining us to talk about their horror movie experiences. And if you remember that episode, Patrick is a big fan of, I would say, Z-level horror. <laughs> and I feel like he's going to be awesome because... Like I like horror films, yeah. but I always have friends that tell me go see this horror film. Right. I've never been the person that's hunted down good or bad good horror films. You've never you've always been the hunter, not the hunted. I've always no. I feel like I've been, I'm the hunted. You're the hunted. <laughs> never, horror movies are just like coming at they you. They are like that's, lifting right. Yep, and that's the only You're way like I get them. Little Matt's like ah. Get away, literally, get away. that's how I I got to Happy Death Day. But uh, <laughs> please come on out to that if you can. I believe it's nine p.m. I uh, believe it to be true. It is. Uh, it is seven dollars at the door to pay back good old QED for their space. So uh, we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if you can't come talk to us live, uh, where else could people find us if they want to yell at us after hearing what we have to say about Happy Death Day? If you want to tell us how you find out about the movies, you can do so at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. We hope that we're one of those resources. One of why them. You find those. I mean, the only one. Yeah, they're the only one. You can also tweet us at onlymoviepod on Twitter. Um, please, if you enjoy the show and would like to share it with friends, one of the best ways you can do that, although this sounds counterintuitive, is to write us a review. Mm. Any star is good. Five is best. Five is obviously the best one. It's not a reverse scale. Like one star isn't the best one you right, can give us. Right, of course. The more you, stars, the I'm better. I'm looking at you, mom. Please just get that right. Uh, five stars is, is the best score we can get. Wait, here's a question. It's actually my mom's birthday today. By oh, the way. So well, happy, happy actual birthday happy to your mother. Happy actual birthday, mom. Um, she doesn't listen to us, by the but way. But here, well, here's the question. Have either of our, our moms or par- any of our, you know, any parental figure in our lives ever reviewed our show? No. Well, well we, I, we I should take, get on that. That seems I, like it should be a given. No, but I take that as a plus. I think, you know, like we don't need our mom's bliss. You know, we're, you know, because like you go on a website and it's like, oh, I like the show. And also, uh, you know, Matt, do your homework. It's like, you know, it's not that kind of thing. <laughs> the people who listen to our show listen to us. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. Now that's fair. I'm still going to guilt trip my mother. All right. Let's go. Let's. So, so what I was looking. So, you know, happy birthday. I, I knew what it was. I can imagine a pitch meeting for this movie. It's, hey, guy, I've got an idea for a movie. It's Groundhog Day meets Scream. 
You're in or you're out? I wouldn't say it's meets Scream. I would just say slasher film because Scream's kind of a deconstruction of a slasher film. Okay, it's Groundhog Day meets... A slasher film. <laughs> Friday the 3rd. It's Groundhog Day meets I Know What You Did Last Summer. Sure, there's a bit of a... Okay, sure, 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 sure. You're just getting t- tied up here, but but Groundhog Day meets a horror movie. Yeah. Okay? Are you in or are you out? Yeah, I'm in. You're in. Yeah. 100%. Boom, $5 million. Yep. There you go. Nice. All That's right. That's great. I wish that I wish that happened to me. <laughs> um... I look uh, a few years ago, the, uh, a film that like really blew me away and has, has since become one of my favorite horror movies of all time uh, was cabin in the woods. And that was a movie I went into not knowing what to expect and, and kind of being blown away by, by not just a deconstruction of the horror, but a really smart, savvy, sure. actual piece of horror. And some might argue that it's so smart with what it does. It's not really a horror movie. It's literally, it's, 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 it's just a deconstruction. It's very clearly like there's nothing, but, but it's still engaged. So, so this, it is always good, pulls away after a scare. But so this it, is, yeah. this is a good question that I think we're going to get to in, in our conversation about horror movies is what are you looking for in a horror movie? And you said before comedy horror. So you were more interested in seeing a comedy. Now, when I saw that trailer, I was, I didn't think it was going to be funny. I didn't either. That's yeah. why initially it wasn't on my radar. Okay. And I'm not saying that this is like a hot, like this isn't like the greatest comedy I've ever seen, but I like chuckled at lots of spots and it was definitely the tone of this film was not meant to quote, keep you on the edge of your seat. Right. It was, it was, uh, it was designed and I don't know if there's a word for it, but like, they, well, actually it will get more into this actually on our live show that we just plugged. The word but, predictable. No. I don't think it was predictable. <laughs> I think there was lots of different paths that it could have gone down and it chose to go down some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that, let me put it this way. This film, if you're looking from like the horror style elements of it, like um, the horror is predictable and it's trying to play off that predictability of horror. Um, then like, for instance, we'll talk a little bit later, like when the killer is revealed on who the actual killer is. That's a nice twist. Then there's a sort of fake out at the very end. Apparently this movie had a couple different endings and they went with sort of the more, uh, well, the one that they went with. Um, you think the priest was banging down the door going, we need to find out the spoilers for the end of this movie. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think that they just made a last minute effort to not end it on a super downer. Okay. Um, at least that's what I've heard reports from. Okay. Um, well, I mean, look, if for, if for, I, I feel like you're being a little kitschy with this movie. And that's fine because this movie is kitsch. But, I mean, you can't argue with, even though this is a mid-October release, it, it won its weekend. Oh, yeah. It's actually uh, made more money than Blade Runner at this point. Which is terrifying. <laughs> Which is, uh, I mean, you know, but it's it's in that mold. Maybe that's of, where the horror is. <laughs> that's, the, that's the horror of October. No, well, uh, you know, and it, it's in the mold. It's it's a Blumhouse film. So that's it's, what I was a, say. It, it's a it's a film that is, is pitched on... Let's do this as cheaply as and effectively as we can. We've done a couple of Blumhouse films now. Uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil, the sequel that I thought was much better than it should have been. And uh, by the way, the director of that film, a guy by the name of Mike Flanagan, just did a film on Netflix called Gerald's Game, which was an st- adaptation of a Stephen King um, film, which is is actually really, really worth your time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It kind of derails itself a little bit, but but even it's derailing. A Stephen is, King story derails itself? But even it's derailing is really interesting. And I kind of liked it. Um, so, so we've done that. We will get out as another Blumhouse mm-hmm. film. Uh, have we done any other Blumhouse? That's probably it. Yeah. There's probably listeners, right. Who, who keep up to date yeah. with our back catalog. We know you're out there. You can tell us which other Blumhouse Do movies. Do homework for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, can you tell us what the synopsis is, Matthew? I sure can. Crawl. 
Happy Death Day. A college <laughs> student must relive the day of her murder over and over again in a loop that will end only when she discovers her killer's identity. Not true. Not true. No, it is true. No, it is true. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't make sense. No, it does make sense. And, and this is the thing she hear. And I'm going to have to. This is why I feel like. And again, let me state. This is a fine movie. It's mm-hmm. not a great movie. It's a fine movie. Yeah. But I feel like to counterbalance and, and even there's just been little slight bits of negativity sort of coming your way. I, I'm not negative about this. You movie. just literally said the statement wasn't true when it no, was. Because I was wrong about it, but I'm not, I'm not negative but what about I'm saying, this movie. What I'm saying is I, I don't want my opinion. I feel like how this is going to come off is I'm going to be defending this movie harder <laughs> Because you're going to attack. I feel oh, like, do you counterbalance what I de- what I say? I do. What that's how. That's why we have a good show. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, I, I'm putting it out there just initially. Yeah. That I'm going to talk passionately more about the concept of movies of this type, <laughs> and I think this one is a good example of that. Okay. What are movies of this type? Movies of this type are a baseline sort of. Okay. So here's the difference. So this is a disposable film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it once. I enjoyed it. I am happy I saw it. I am glad to have paid money for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to see it again. Okay. Um, it scratched an itch of mine, which I kind of want to talk about the horror itch a little bit. You should in, really in a bit. check that out. Uh, never. No, my, my doctors, um, <laughs> my stop, doctors hey, are far too expensive. Whatever you do, stop using my ointment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but so for instance, when you're looking at the genre, right? When you're mm-hmm. looking at horror in general, and even let's look at the, 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 the same um, distributors. <laughs> so you got Get Out. Yeah. Right. Amazing film. Amazing film. Yeah. Amazing film in its own right. Beyond its horror. It has a huge thing to say. Um, it, 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 it's, it's powerful on a couple different levels and well-crafted mm-hmm. on, on all the technical levels I can really think of. Yeah. Then you have a movie like this. Mm-hmm. I even watched some behind the scenes stuff of the, of the film today. And like the camera work is all adequate. Uh, the, the, the sound design is there. It doesn't like do anything super special. In fact, the only, the only real like technical thing I saw in this, in this movie was actually a shot in the trailer when our main, uh, our hero character tree gets clocked in the head with a baseball bat. And as she dies, she falls over and it it sort of melds into the shot of her landing on the pillow to wake up the next day. Yep. Um, that was the only time where I was like, Ooh, there's a thing here. Here's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but all that to be said, like, again, uh, so incredibly sort of average film, but I, I, I want to go back to my initial thesis. I brought up many episodes ago mm-hmm. where these type of films need to exist. And I'm glad that they do. Um, Why does it need to exist? Because you can't have art all the damn time. Okay. Uh, I, I truly believe that that's a weird sort of statement to say, but I, I, maybe I should change it to you can't be. I don't think it's healthy. No, that, I, be, I understand you can't have art all the time. I don't know. I, I'm not clear on why this needs to exist. Because it is pure, and it's only the word that I'm the only word that I'm tapping into there is needs to. Uh, this I'm, I'm not saying this particular film, but the a film of this ilk mm-hmm. needs to exist because, well, two reasons. One, it's a yardstick, or it's another notch in the in the rating scale of of film. Two, and I'm not saying it particularly. I'm saying films of this caliber. Mm-hmm which I would argue is probably like a six out of 10 <laughs> if we were looking at calibers. Um, but there is something especially like, and I, I go horror is the only thing that this really works with seasonal film. It's Halloween time. I'd like something spooky or violent or, or weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this checks those boxes. I also, to be honest right now in my life, don't have a lot of like crazy bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So like this was actually kind of nice to, go see a movie, be able to write my notes down very quickly and just sort of enjoy my time. There's, there's, there's films that I enjoy and I enjoy deconstructing. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's films that I just want to sit down and enjoy. Okay. And, and this, I feel like there's been a lot of, I was, uh, I actually fell down the rabbit hole. So maybe I'm even lying right now. I fell down the rabbit hole on the internet liar of people deconstructing this film. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they're right. <laughs> what's the, what's the overall deconstruction of this one, movie? One of the deconstructions was it's actually, a, um, um, an analogy for, um, environmental damage and climate change. What? Follow me down this hole again. I don't subscribe to this, but the clues are there. If you really want to look at it, it's if, if one of two Wait, things, what, either, what are the clues? Uh, first of all, the woman, uh, Teresa, the main character's name is nicknamed tree. tree. <laughs> She's constantly being killed over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. Every time. And I like this, this is sort of a spin off of the groundhog day scenario. Mm-hmm. Every time you find out, um, that every time she dies, it's damaging her body further. So she's really not going to have infinite lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so like every time we, you know, hurt the earth it burn and, you know, they get damaged and damaged damage. This is the point of no return. There's also like, uh, the woman who's trying to save the planet in her little loop on the quad. Yeah. She's wearing a tree huggers unite shirt. There's a bunch of like weird little nonsense, like kitschy things. Do Again, you, do you buy that? No, no. Do you, um, would you put this in a, in a double feature with mother? No, but this is, but, but hold on. This is the interesting part. Yeah. If you want the double feature with mother, if you want highbrow to lowbrow ratio and, and fuck, just imagine if they were trying to say this in happy death day, just imagine that would be the ultimate. That's, that's the, that's the edges of the Venn diagram. That's the fucking, that's the, the most far apart way thing you could do, but all, but both. And I feel and this is a controversial statement on both of them still enjoyable to watch. Okay. Um, yeah, you're being awful silent. I'm being silent because I actually didn't hate the movie. I, I really, I truly did not hate the, the experience. You heard it here first. He didn't hate it. Now, now go further. Go do not a double negative. I, I, here's the thing. I, I, I watched it. It happened. It wasn't, it, uh, it, it didn't, um, it didn't insult my intelligence. It didn't do things that I thought were absolutely dumb. It did things that were like, okay, they've obviously don't have enough money to kind of make this happen and this happen, but it's like, okay, I can kind of like, I can accept it. I think the lead actress, uh, Jessica Roth is, is so charming. Yeah. And so even a, when she's being like evil, she, she's such a delight to watch and she carries this movie. And I was like, Oh, I like her. I like what she's doing here. I like that. She, I, she's able to play both, um, the bitchy version of this character and the likable version of this character on a space that makes sense and mm-hmm. is cohesive from start to finish. There's a structural reason to the story, why she's like that in the beginning and then why she changes. And then what, you know, and, and so I, I, and I found that there were occasional surprises to the movie, like, uh, towards the, the last third of it that were actually like, Oh, okay. This is going in a slightly different direction than I thought. Yeah. Here's the thing. I saw this movie two days ago. Sure. I, pretty sure I've forgotten 80 to 90% of it. And by next week, I'm fairly certain that the last 10% of it will be entirely erased from my brain. Well, that just sounds like you're not doing your, your, your podcast homework. No, it's not that I'm doing my podcast. So the thing is I've watched movies. Uh, I've watched movies 10 years ago that I will remember every single frame of. Let me and explain. Then, let me so, explain then, it differently. Oh, let me finish. Let me, let me finish my thought here. So I, uh, the film, unfortunately it takes the groundhog day scenario 
and it doesn't do anything with it. It kind of just plays it out as we would expect it to. Disagree. Okay, let me finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it plays it out as we would expect it to. Now, uh, the the time loop film is kind of an interesting. I was I was listening to uh, Ivan Candace podcast this week. Oh, uh, Ivan re- uh, reviewed. G'day, Ivan. How's it going? Um, and they were talking. Actually, it wasn't this week's episode. It was a couple of weeks ago. But I was listening to it just a couple of days ago, and they were talking about Memento. And 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 Ivan said one thing about Memento that I thought was a really really uh, savvy, smart way to describe what Memento is. And he said, Memento is a magic trick that you can only pull off once. And what he was meaning by that is that any film from this point on who does the let's do a film backwards in structure, reverse chronological order is always going to have to contend with it's like Memento, but something else. Sure. So it's, it's a magic trick that you can only really pull off once. And if you're going to pull it off again, you have to really do something with it for it. For it to, because it's such a it's such a noticeable magic trick. It's such a it's such a prominent magic sure. trick. Sure, and a couple of films have done the time loop thing. I was quite um, surprised with Live Die Repeat or uh, Age of Tomorrow, whatever you want to call it. I was quite surprised by how well that took the Groundhog time loop concept and did a different kind of film with it. It's not exactly. Well, it was just an action film. The the, sec- the build of it was still the same. The build of it was still the same, but they also like unlike Groundhog Day, it they gave found, a reason why it gave was a happening. reason for for it to happen, and it actually used it in a really interesting structural way. So I thought that was kind of like, it's not the most revolutionary thing, no. but it wasn't like, oh, we're just doing the magic trick again. And unfortunately with, with Happy Death Day, I, th- I felt they were just doing the magic trick again. Now, what I will give them is that they do it pretty well. They do a decent job of it. And the problem is the problem that I have with doing the magic trick again and basically doing the magic trick, it's, it's like seeing a person being sword in half in one magic show and then going to another show and seeing the same thing is that we know exactly what the story beats are going to be. She starts off as a person who's uh, uncaring and, and not nice. So we, and, and this is not a spoiler, you know, by the time that this movie gets to the end, the amount of loops she's going to have to do is about her coming to a realization and yeah. being a better person. Yeah. So we know that that's, that's going to happen. Sure. And it does happen. Um, the, the, the way in which the time loop is integral to the killer's plot is never really explained. It's, well, it's not, not. It's not explained at all. It and doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be explained. It wasn't really it's explained. It's not about that. It's, it's about her. It wasn't really explained in Groundhog Day. But again, if you're going to do that loop again, like it, that's that's my point. If you're going to do the magic trick again, I think you need a reason to do it. I and, don't think and, you do. You don't. Okay. No. Hold on. I, I think you need a reason to do it. And I think that, that unfortunately this film doesn't really have a reason to do it other than it's a cool little trick. Okay. Now, I, I as I said, as I said, it's uh, it's a film that I I watched. I didn't dislike. I've ultimately pretty much uh, forgotten most of it, and and I don't feel like I need to remember every little detail of this film. And you know, in a week's time, when we're moving on from another thing, I will you know entirely forget about it. I don't think it's a bad disposable film, though. It's just a disposable film. Sure. Um, the I, you, you went through a lot of different things. I'm trying to keep track in my head. To, That's to what go I back. do if I have a if I have something to say. Uh, so, on your first point of forgetting it already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is not this is not the the film that will itch in your brain and and make you like wonder about bits of its plot or um or even go like think about how they pulled off certain things and want to look up you know, the cinematographer and like all that stuff. This is not what that is. And I guess I, the reason um, why I didn't really particularly have a problem with that was I kind of knew that going in. Uh, but, but like you just kind of recounted most of the, the points anyway, like well, you're, I'm you're a reviewer. Knowing. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what, that, that was sort of what my point was saying. Like you didn't remember it. You didn't like all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, you did. 
Like, it's just not the most interesting thing to you. Yeah. Now, but what I'm saying is, like, it's not like this movie is just like, whoop, whoop, like, in one ear, out the other. Like, you watched a film, you you took in what it was supposed to give you, and you got back what it was trying to do. That That's totally fine. Right. Um, I don't think that I do think it does do enough. Well, it does two things. One, it does slight altercations to the Groundhog Day thing, being that it is not about her. Like the thing that breaks the time loop is not her becoming a good person. It's actually figuring out the actual killer. I don't know why that is, but we yeah, don't know, but we don't know why that. that happened in. We don't know why that was the rule in Groundhog Day. And then second. Uh, they obviously knew they had to actually mention Groundhog Day in this movie or else it it, it'd just be like, okay, like, so I appreciated that they like this to me felt like a fun genre bend homage to Groundhog Day. And I don't think there's anything wrong with um, doing that, especially on the cheap, especially to 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 help that production company or that uh, distributor sort of out. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I think I I the more look. This is what I'll say. Did 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 it itch uh, my brain to have me think about it? No. When I was writing down notes and then going into like some of the more conspiracy theory tutorial, even like the way the sort of film was made. Uh, yeah, it actually got me thinking more about that sort of like we talked a lot about the mid tier level film when we were talking about Logan Lucky. Yeah. Now now granted, Logan Lucky better film than this in my opinion. Um, but it's, it is a genre of film that I think is worthwhile to discuss. Oh, and, absolutely. And if genre is worthwhile. And, and if the individual film, if you don't think this one is, I, I guess I'm more interested in, uh, how do I put it? Like the, the specific aspects that it touches on that maybe it didn't do well enough for you. Okay. Um, I think. Do you want me to go in or? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, how far are we in here? We're 26 minutes. We're going to get into spoilers here, even though, because again, what you did say is very true. You can, you're going to gather for the most part that you, you'll know the macro. You're just not going to know the micro until you see the film. And now we will spoil the micro. We will spoil, for instance, <laughs> who the killer is, then who the real killer is. Um, just in case that comes out in the discussion. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I. Ultimately, the pro- this is not a, and I think you're framing it as though I think that these are problems with the film. They're not problems with the film. It's just what it is. Yeah. It is a, it, it, there's no, there's no degree of incompetence here, or there's no degree of like failure in this film. It's very it, baseline with, with, with pings of it, interesting. It just does what it does and it gets out. And, the, and you can argue that that is, you know, uh, a positive trait in a lot of movies. The, the reviews for, uh, the snow, the snowman, oh, killer, snowman. uh, killer right now are, are saying the exact opposite. And it's from a, from a, you know, an Oscar winning filmmaker or an Oscar nominated filmmaker and it's and it comes across as though the film was completely botched uh, in its entire production this is not that um you know the film we reviewed earlier this year the dark tower is a film that was was botched yes you know like it feels like it actually just crumbled under its own weight that's not the case with this movie this movie just simply um uh sits out to do uh, a straightforward story um tells it you know has has a few laughs you know bada bing bada boom we're out of there and and that is uh our you know a fairly positive trait that i don't want to downplay remember you know we've talked about this on the podcast a lot it is it is um it is a an act of magic to even make a movie sure. at any level mm-hmm. and for have to have it come out and be cohesive that is a that's an incredible thing um, so, you know, that's the baseline by which we, this film exists by my pro my, my only thing is, is that 
it actually hasn't got to do with the movie at all. It's got to do with us having a conversation about the movie, which is that I don't think there's much value in, in what we can offer about this movie. If you're going to see this movie, I think you're going to enjoy it for what it is Mm -hmm. and you will walk away pleased with it or not, or, or indifferent about it. And the most I can say to it at this point is that, um, if that's your bag, you know, more power to you. But, but, but for me, I'm going to, if I, if I didn't have to talk about it in this way, it's not a movie I would give much of a second thought to. And that's, and that's, that has not, that's not to do with the movie. It's just to do with my bandwidth for movies. And, and for, for me, this is not one of those movies where I, where I think, I can devote a lot of time and attention to it because I don't think it offers me anything if I do that. Well, I think there's it there's mm. how do I put it? It does if you look. And it's mm. not the it's not the film it's not it might not be what the filmmaker intended, mm-hmm. but I do think there's a couple interesting tropes that I definitely wanted to drill down into because I when I was watching it, I thought that they were problematic and then I didn't and then I didn't I didn't quite understand. So let's I mean, since since we've exhausted mm-hmm. apparently what what you really want to say about the film, mm-hmm. let's talk about some little intricate weird little okay. pieces for like drilling down into things that I don't even know if they meant to do. Right. Um first thing. Mm-hmm. especially from the distributor of get out. Yeah. Uh, This movie is not get out by any means of the imagination. How how so? It's not as good. Right. Uh, It's just not get get out. Like I said before, works on many different levels. However, this film, I feel like I don't have a good, I don't have a good phrase for this. I'm just going to kind of butcher my way through this movie. I feel like thinks it's much more an air quotes woke than it is. How so? Well, what, what what do you think is woke? What do you think that the film thinks it's woke about? So a couple, I mean, it feels like it relies. A lot of its tropes are like the, the current, like sorority fraternity college young person. Everyone's a, a, a cookie cutter type thing, like bitchy sorority girls and like awful frat dudes and like, uh, the yada, yada, yada. And then as sort of things are revealed, uh, Oh, that stalker's not uh not a not a threat but to her because he's gay. And they kind of play off that like in a mm-hmm. it's okay, but they also kind of make a joke out of it when they're when she discovers him watching gay porn. Mm-hmm. Like there's for every sort of step forward in like, we're not gonna be mm-hmm. like the old like the like the films in the nineties or the eighties of this ilk, mm-hmm. it seems to kind of just sort of punch itself back. Um but, it, but yeah, I know. And I, and I, I agree with you. And there's a thing, you know, like, and this is going to sound strange coming from a minority, but like, but there's a thing now where there's a need to be woke, I guess. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I, I think this is, it's really strange because I think movies should be woke, but we shouldn't have to acknowledge it. And this is a case, this is a case of a film, which is not woke, but I don't think it's part of its fabric and I don't think it's, and, and despite it not being woke, I don't think it's fair. No, it's not, it's not relevant for us to call it out. Yes. It, yes. It's, it's, it's inherent whiteness, for example, speaks to a production sure. system that, that, you know, that is, uh, steeped in a historical context of being white and that is, and that it can be problematic. Um, you know, th- there's all sorts of issues you could read into like the, the demographics of the college that they're talking about, the kind of, uh, college experience it's playing sure. to the, the kind of, uh, financial demographic of the people that are in this movie. But, but I, but, but at the same time, it's like, that's not what this film is speaking to. 
And and I think it's just playing in a field that that where that is the norm. It's unfortunate that that is the norm, and it is problematic that it is the norm. And I think if if that is is um um if that is a factor in you not enjoying movies, that is entirely relevant to your experience of this movie because because it's very true. But I don't think that that the film is attempting to do anything in that spectrum if if that makes sense and 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 should we read it on that level i don't know yeah no i didn't know either i was just when i was watching it just little moments where i'm like oh that's nice and i'm like oh that's gross and i'm like oh that's nice and then it was a very like wishy-washy 50 50 right so it was just something that uh I was I was trying to think about in this otherwise, like we sort of said, run of the mill yet enjoyable horror film. Yeah. Uh, the other things were um, well. Let's oh, back up okay. a second and let's let's look at that word enjoyable a little bit mm-hmm. um, because I would say that I so it's a horror comedy coming of age film, right? I wouldn't know coming of, I, uh, I mean, you know, the coming, way she, yeah, she's coming of, she's, she's coming into her own, not coming. Okay, well, is Bill Murray coming of age? Like, uh, I don't think that's really, okay. What's the, what's a bit of phrase for it? It's a horror comedy, uh, um, character, um, college film, perhaps. No, um, uh, what's, there must be a name for the trope of the person who's an asshole that then becomes not an asshole at the end. I mean, the, what's the, the Dickens tale, the, uh, tale of two, it's not the, tale oh, of two cities, no, the, the, the Christmas story, the Christmas story. Okay. The, the so it's a horror yeah. comedy Christmas story. Right. Yeah. Horror comedy Christmas story. Um, God bless us, everyone. In each of the now, I didn't find, and this is going to be a topic of discussion when when it comes to our horror episodes. Yes. Please come along to QED on October twenty sixth, nine p.m. Seven dollars at the door, and you can see Francesca and Patrick from last name basis. But what I'm saying is <laughs> that that it, it I, I wasn't scared by anything no, that happens no, in this no, movie. No. This is a PG thirteen horror movie that um, does the kind of silly tropes that that you know, like that the the kind of thing that Scream would make fun of. Um, not and, a lot of blood either. Not a lot of blood because it's a PG thirteen movie. Yeah. Um, there, here's the okay. You know what? When I said there was not a lot for me to talk about in this movie, there is one thing I do want to talk. There's about. a nugget. There is a nugget of something that I thought was interesting. I love nuggets. Which is that this is a horror movie designed for teenagers girls and that's something we don't see a lot of horror movie it was kind of the same way that that uh wonder woman uh you know the thing that i found most interesting about wonder ah. woman was that it was a superhero movie for women and i think the thing that was interesting about this was that i felt like this was a this was you know part of maybe the marketing demographic was hey this is a horror movie that a teenage girl could go to see and enjoy and have fun at the movies just in the same way that a teenage boy could go and see friday the 13th or something right. like that right um and, that's and, a, that's an interesting take yeah and i and and i and because I, I as when i went to see it there was a lot of young women in the audience who were seeing it with their girlfriends. And they were, they were, I think, you know, they were enjoying the experience of, of having a space for them for, for that kind of viewing experience where they could go to the movies, see something that reflected their experience or their, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what they wanted to see on screen and enjoy it, pay their money and leave. And for that, I think there's something interesting in that. That would be the one nugget I would take away from that I think is a positive, is a, is a, is everything I've said so far is in the neutral camp. That would be uh, in the positive camp. And that's an interesting take. Um, the only part, the only thing about that though, is the same thing that I had, the same issue that I had with Wonder Woman, which is that if, if we're, if we're speaking to that demographic, 
I wish this was a bit of movie to do that. I uh, I was going to say, if we're, if we're comparing it to Wonder Woman, like this one, you, you know, there, there might be something uh, sociological or psychological to say about having the ability of the main character uh, to be brutally murdered a million times. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but, I, think I, I read somewhere that there was a campus rape joke on the in this film that it, I, I must have glossed over it entirely um a i can't remember there was a campus rape joke in this film somewhere i read in an online review that that was something that people find a little bit distasteful but i can't i can't i couldn't for the life of me again forgetting 80 percent of the movie within a day remember where that was and i don't it didn't jump around i don't forget much of it and i don't really remember that right um so like, i found the timeline you know sorry going back to uh, i mean i was just wanted to point out those three things horror not that scary comedy not that funny Christmas story, Dickens, uh, Dickensian transformation film. Not that, not that profound. Um, so, so, you know, like the, this is the point I wanted to make, which is that if you, if we are going to have this conversation, it's always going to be negative, but I don't think it's a negative movie. I think it's a, it's a fine, you know, it's a fine piece of entertainment, but it, the way I would best describe this movie, the only note I wrote about it when I, when I, when I went home to my computer to write notes and I tried to write notes on this movie was this is a really good film to watch. If you want to play with your phone at the same time, huh? That's, that's the way I would describe it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely disagree with that. I don't think you should be playing with your phone while you watch any movie. I wouldn't uh, be mad if people were playing with their phones watching this movie. Huh? That's very strange coming from you. It's a, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're what's I'm, I'm, what I'm scaring you for? in certain ways. I am. I'm doing, I'm doing things that, you know, I'm zigging, I'm zagging, I'm weaving, I'm weaving you uh, know where I'm going. Yeah. You are at a hundred percent right now. And I am at feverish, like 56, <laughs> maybe percent 57. So I'm like, huh, keep it track. She hears good. This is like the 10th round and I am not doing well. Um, uh, I find it interesting mm-hmm. that you would, I, huh, the, you are so staunchly against anyone doing you, you really, you wouldn't be mad at someone in the theater that was shining their light, uh, you know, and you is distracting. I'm not saying that this movie is so engrossing that it has your entirety of your attention, but like, you're not going to be pissed off at that. Uh, I guess maybe the way I'm going to paraphrase it is this is a really like, first off, I don't think you need to spend money to go see this at the movies. I think this is a rental at best. Um, so I, I guess what I'm saying is if you're at home and you want to pop something on, this is a move, fine movie to have on that. You don't need to like spend a lot of uh, brain, brain right. power on. Right. If, yeah. You shouldn't be at the movies on your phone. Thank you. That's but, what I was but, looking for. <laughs> but if you're on your phone and this is the movie you're watching, I ain't gonna be mad at you. Is it a good movie to watch on your phone? Probably. Okay. Yeah. It probably is a great movie to watch on your phone. Uh, it's a, and it's I a think, movie you could watch on your phone on a subway commute in pieces. And I think that's totally acceptable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's not, I, and I'm, I'm a proponent of saying you should, you know, like a movie is a movie and you should sit down, sure. you should respect sure, sure, what's sure. on the screen and you should take the time and sit yourself down and watch it. And I'm like, yeah, if you want to watch this on your but phone, but now let's ahead, talk about that. Cause that makes, Oh God, we've got to come up with a nickname for that. And then charge everyone a nickel every time when they say it, What's that? Uh, just that, that type of film, because there's a lot of those type of films and I enjoy them. This falls into that camp, right? Um, uh, what would get, it be called? I, I mean, you know, the other films that I'm kind of thinking of that, that fall into that camp for me that we've done, uh, would be XXX Xander Cage. Yep. You know, yeah. Like that kind of movie where it's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, XXX Xander Cage is a little bit dumber. Ghostbusters, the, the reboot 
Actually, I didn't even like that movie. Rogue One is one of those movies for me, unfortunately. Um, it's it's. I was going to say X Men Apocalypse, but I hated that. <laughs> I, I think. Look, the word disposable is something that we mentioned earlier, and 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 this movie is entirely disposable. But I I feel like that's too mean a phrase because there is a, the one thing that it has going for it. If it's not if it's not scary, it's not particularly funny, and it's not. Um, uh, particularly profound in terms of its coming of age is, is that it is likable. It's like, it's oddly likable. But what if those things only apply to us and people of our age group? Like for I, instance, there are maybe the age groups you were talking about before, either the teenage girls or just young people in general, th- maybe they haven't seen groundhog day. Maybe they're too young or they, when they watched it, they're like, Oh, this is old. Like, yeah, yeah, like, totally. I think the thing is though, is that, is that that experience is less about, the movie and it's about their collective experience. No, 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 but now it's their, it's let's reverse it. It's their collective non-experience. It's their lack of experience that for instance, if we had never seen groundhog day and we were 14, we would probably love this movie. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if it does enough with the conceit of groundhog I day do. To, 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 to warrant think so, about it. Try, try to, t- and I, I don't know how to do this. No, no. I, I understand what you're saying, which is that imagine I have no history with groundhog day. I don't know the, and, and, and this is your first type of movie where, where things, the day repeats. I, the, like, the, the, the issue is, is that this film is so groundhog come day, across much smarter. Yeah, no, is. no, no. Groundhog day has uh, a sort of structural integrity to it where the, the non disclosure of why this is happening to him as mythological works, right? It, it's part of like, like, like basically saying, saying that there's just some mystic force in the universe that has something to do with this Groundhog Day and this particular character in the Dickensian way, you know, Christmas, you know, there's yeah. no, re- there's no reason to explain why in a Christmas story, uh, you know, he's visited by the three ghosts of, you know, the, the, the ghosts of Christmas past. Oh, yeah. no, they never no, explain they that. Never explain Must it. be coming in the prequel. Exactly. And, and in Groundhog Day, there's a structural integrity to that film where it's not really about that. And the resolution is really, is told through his character development. There's actually a theory about Groundhog Day that actually breaks the entire thing. Uh, uh, let's circle okay, back sorry. to that because I, I don't want to do a yeah, review yeah. of Groundhog Day. But but I would say in this thing, the fil- much like in uh, Live Die Repeat and Age of Tomorrow, there is something <laughs> same ha- movie. <laughs> sa- there's something happening to these characters that they need to investigate in order to progress forward. And I think that the fact that that doesn't get explained in this film is actually a little bit of a hindrance to like it landing. It doesn't matter that they don't explain it, but it doesn't like take it to the next step. Sure. You know, like it doesn't use the gimmick in a way that makes it like, Oh, that's why they were doing this. They just kind of did it. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's fine. I, I, and I do think the problem that the, of the situation that you're explaining, which is like, okay, uh, a 14 year old girl who's never seen, uh, Groundhog Day watching this movie might be like, that is the most innovative thing I've ever seen. I would say that th- I don't think they'll think that because the gimmick doesn't actually do anything. But it, it doesn't, exists. it doesn't do anything in the same way that Groundhog Day doesn't do anything. Live Die Repeat's the only one that I can think of that actually gives it a narrative reason for existing. But the thing about Groundhog Day, and maybe this is biased, but again, Groundhog Day is being admitted into the Library of Congress sure. as a historical fel- film, is that the transformation that that occurs in Groundhog Day actually means something and actually resonates. Now, I'm just saying that on a personal level, mm-hmm. maybe that won't resonate with a 14-year-old girl, and maybe in that kind of dynamic could work, yeah. but I don't think that the transformation that this character goes through 
isn't telegraphed within the first 10 seconds and is a surprise at all. But is it only telegraphed because of Groundhog Day? No, that's I think the it, thing. I think it's telegraphed because it's so obvious that this is, you know, like every It's person, obvious because of Groundhog Day. No, it's obvious. Look, if you haven't seen Groundhog Day, I think you'll watch this movie and go, she just needs to be a better person to get through this. But that's actually not the reason why that she has to get through it. That's the thing. But, but there's no reason that the killer, like, like why does the, why does identifying the killer stop the loop? I don't know. Why, don't. But why in Groundhog Day does being a better person stop the loop? Because there's a mystical force at play. There's a the mystical universe. force here too. It's the same thing. No, but in Groundhog Day, for example, <laughs> there is the groundhog, which kind of gives you some, <laughs> and, some sense. And in this you know? movie, there's her mother who died on, and they had the same birthday and there's a whole thing. Like it's the same level of mystic now, mumbo jumbo. Here's one thing that left me confused. And I was like, when it started happening, I was like, oh, maybe I just haven't been paying attention enough sure. at this point. But the, the <laughs> killer that, that, is revealed in the second act. Uh, uh, the murderer. The hospital murderer. Yeah. <laughs> was he was he somehow part of his mother of her mother's murder? No. Um so <laughs> it would have made more like that's what, it, yeah, I, I, I was I was like watching that going, oh he must be related to But you know what? It 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 hit me when they first like when she has the realization that it must be that dude. Yeah. I'm like, where the fuck did this dude come from? Yeah. But and then I, I, cause I kind of, cause I don't know, I have the ability to sort of replay, especially while I'm watching a thing. I'm like, hold on. And there were, I think three separate instances of this news story going on about the hunt for this guy, the capture of this guy and the medical taking right. care of this guy. So he was in the background of this movie. Now, do I think that's the best and most effective way of doing that? No. Uh, am I glad that at the end of the story, he wasn't the real killer slash the solution? Yeah. I liked that twist and the twist that I'm, I mean, we'll just talk about it right yeah, now. The twist is the, that her roommate is actually the killer, the cupcake for, baby. And I, I went back reason. I, I, well that, and, and it, you know what, you know what I like about this film? This is what I, if, if it's not, if this film isn't, doesn't have the artistry that we look for in a film that like, like will have a long lasting impression of like really just deep diving into it. This is what I'll say about this movie. It knows exactly what it is, and it's not a fucking afraid of it one bit. So when it's revealed that Lori, her roommate, is the actual killer, and this cupcake she's been desperately trying to get her to eat the entire film <laughs> is actually poison, and then she's like, why do you want me dead or whatever? And she's like, because you were fucking the teacher I liked. And she's like, this is over a dude. That's the stupidest reason ever. And she goes, yeah, and you're a stupid bitch. And it's this whole moment where the movie's like, yeah, this is dumb. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to give you a twist in this dumb movie. And then we wanted to end it with our hero named after a fucking plant doing a Jurassic Park 2 swing kick off of a chandelier, knocking our killer through a plate glass window and scaring the nice Asian girl listening to K-pop downstairs. Doesn't sound like you're 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 celebrating that much. You're just finding the reason for it to exist. I'm then that's what I'm saying. I, I'm from the beginning of this. I said these things should exist. My point also is, and then it also mentions Groundhog Day and how it, Tree had not seen Groundhog Day. It's kind of reflective to our own conversation about right. this movie. It's just if if this movie didn't do that, if this movie, if the main character didn't call out how stupid her plan is mm -hmm. and just they got into the fight, like that one line helped me a lot just to like give this sort of like a, oh, okay, you all, everyone knows what this is. Right. There's no delusion of grandeur. There's no, um, 
At some point there was like a, uh, wasn't the boyfriend uh, knowledgeable about theoretical physics in a way that, that made him understand you know, like you mentioned that he'd done some class in, in some kind of theoretical physics or some kind of like biomechanical theory or You're something talking like, about Carter. Yeah. The, the boyfriend had had some experience, which is why he was able to understand why it was happening. I don't remember that. Uh, it, it was like, it was mentioned in one line. I could be making all of this up because again, I've forgotten 90% of this movie, but <laughs> it, <laughs> Movie reviewer Shahir Dow. Yeah, yep, movie reviewer <laughs> Shahir Dow. I forgot what you that, that, What is this? <laughs> that should be my, Where am I? <laughs> the poll quote for this movie, Shahir Dow. What is this? What is this? <laughs> what are these moving images what on the screen? Hey, the pictures and the I, fucking the This dab. movie distracted me from my from my phone. I was very busy <laughs> playing the candy crushes <laughs> on my iPhones. Um uh, no. Uh I oh, let's talk about Carter though. Let's talk about he's not the boyfriend, he's like the the I, this is something I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get negative now. Okay. I don't like Carter. Well, why don't you like Carter? Why don't you like Carter? <laughs> I don't like that guy. He's, he's not good enough. For my girl. No, he's just, he's just too cookie cut. He's, 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 he's a character that I feel like a writer wrote to be that writer's like representation in this movie. Like well, you don't feel that way about every character in this movie. No, <laughs> really? No, not the not the sorority girl, the hid sorority girl who's like bragging on people for drinking chocolate but that, milk. But the writer doesn't think that he or she is her. I'm saying Carter comes across <laughs> oh, okay. as that a like writer's fantasy, <laughs> that writer's fantasy of like I'm just a really nice guy who's like kind of attractive and into a bunch of nerdy stuff. Did you see my They Live poster on the <laughs> wall? Like, oh, I know about all this stuff. Like, I'm gonna be the shoulder to cry and I'm not gonna push too hard. And we didn't have sex, but did it. It's that weird like nice guy trope that yeah. I feel like is so played out. I don't know how exactly it, you, to fix that. You know, it's funny is, uh, did you ever watch the show Californication? No, I've heard good things. D David, Deca I actually dropped out after like, uh, the second or third episode. I know a lot of people love that show and kept watching it, but, but the thing is in that, in that show, it's about a writer who, who is constantly, and I mean, constantly getting laid at one point in the, ep the episode that I really dropped out on was one, was one where he got, he has sex three times in one day with three different people. And the third one was literally a woman who just passes him in the street, looks at him, you know, gives him a side eye glance. And then he's in bed with her in the next scene. Huh. And I was like, this is just a writer's contract. And I was like, it's like, it's like if you and I wrote a movie about uh, two uh, sexy movie reviewers, reviewers. Yeah. Who are just constantly Ooh. getting laid. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm down. I'm are we going to write that right after this or are we? I think so. It's going to, okay. it's going to, but it's going to have not a groundhog day kind of loop, but uh, let's say like a memento backwards narrative. Oh, and let's throw in looper looper. And we'll, we'll have future us's come back to kill us because they realize that, we can't sustain. We'll die if we keep having if so keep much sex. Is it just like an STD metaphor? Is it just like maybe someone comes? Maybe it come is. Back What's the title of this movie? It could be uh, uh, the, the only movie. <laughs> the only. I, I'm, podcast gonna, I'm jumping about to other things I've watched, but there's a there's a great Liam Neeson skit from uh, uh, that show. It wasn't extras, but the it one. was extras. Was it the Ricky yeah. Gervais one? Yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't extras. It was Life's Too Short. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he just keeps coming. <laughs> I can just imagine like the older version of us coming back and going. I've got full blown AIDS. I'm riddled with it. <laughs> I'm riddled with it. Cheer. Don't do it. Oh God. Uh, listeners, please write us in and let us know what you think the title of that film should well, be. What, what is the Matt and Shahir time travel movie critic review? Looper assassination L attempt. L Looper assassination. Where we're constantly, constantly getting late. Yeah. Who, who plays you in the movie? Oh God. 
See, I'm only. It's going to be Dev Patel or Riz Ahmed for me. No, let's go off. Like, I want Idris. I want Idris Alba to play me. To play you, and we get a white guy to play me. Any you, guy. Yeah. Get a girl to play. It doesn't matter. Oh, this could be anything. Oh my god, a sexy girl playing me. Oh no, I want. I want the guy who played Glenn on Walking Dead. Oh, uh, Stephen Yin. Yeah, you want Stephen Yin? Yeah, Dibs. right in Octra, by the way. Um, See, we're talking about, see, now this is actually what I really wanted to get to, what I wanted to get around, because it took us a while to get into the movie, is that it's, I, I do agree with you, it's fine that this movie exists, it's, 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 it, it there's a competency here. That I want to know who's going to play you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> writers, listeners, uh, writers, uh, <laughs> listeners, write us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com and let me know who you think should play Shahir. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, yeah, and you're Arnold, and this is the, this is <laughs> the, the twins. Re- this is the twins remake. I get what you're saying. We got off track and we're talking about other things that because aren't the movie because we're running out of things to talk about about the movie. We're running out of things about to talk but, about. And that's, and but that's this like, is the fun part. <laughs> this is why, this is a, a, a microcosm as to why I think these films should exist. They so are nice. talk about other things. They are nice springboards to other things. <laughs> and if if you, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Right. If you take anything, and I'm not talking about movies, I'm talking about just generic anything sort of experiences you have in life, vacation spots, video games, novels, whatever, like music, even the mediocre stuff, we could we could have a conversation that leads down such interesting ways that didn't happen other uh, that would not have happened unless we experienced this standard average thing because we're taking right, the time but, to drill down into it and it's and and its specific tropes lead us into interesting conversations but the way you're framing that is as though that is based on the actual intentionality of the art itself and i don't think that's the case i think i that don't is, think there really is an intentionality for this particular piece of art no, because no, it's just there to be digested and enjoyed no but i think the way you're framing it as the positive is because it gives us a springboard to talk about things i don't think that's that's the kind of like saying um, McDonald's is necessary because it gives us a better understanding of nutri- of good food. And I don't think that's like, I don't think if you told me McDonald's the industry isn't necessary, but the fact bad food is necessary to appreciate good food. I, I agree with that. But right. But it's not the intentionality of the people that make bad. Doesn't food. Matter. No, no. It's not the intentionality of the people that make bad food to, to create it so that right. you can. Doesn't matter. It. it still does that. Right. But that, and so my point there is that that has to do with us, not the movie. Doesn't matter. We're, we're it, at what point. Oh, now we're getting into weird deep shit is art. Is the the point made by the artist or is the point made by the person witnessing the art? All right. But then we, our reviewers, assist with the task of critiquing the art itself. Which we did. And I think what we're saying is. And now we're having fun. Now we're jonesing. (laughs) We're jonesing around this movie because there's not a lot to talk about. And it's not. And I don't think it's actually. I think art should be taken on the intentionality of what it's trying to do. And I think art should be taken on the experience of it, not necessarily what it was intending to do. Well, that's the. the, the, uh, I think it's the Jean Boudriard. uh, theory, theory, Talk French to me. Theory. No, it might be. Uh, yeah, I think it is him. The theory of the death of the author, which is that uh, the death of the author theory is that it doesn't matter what the film is trying to say. What matters is how it's received yes, by the audience. I agree. Um, and I think there is something to that. But I think as the in the case of reviewing it in the way we're doing, which is ultimately to come down to a recommendation, whether you should see this, film which or we not, should get to. Um, I don't think that the, like we're not I, I don't think either of us can say you should see it because maybe you'll think about something else, which is, I think, what you're trying to say. I think I think. No, I, I agree with that 100 percent. What I'm saying is. um and it's more of a global, it's a global <laughs> statement to this type of film. I'm thinking holistically here. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking big picture, Big buddy. picture, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think that 
because a movie like this does it. And, and look, we if we wanted to, and I feel like we could have if you didn't. And I'm not saying this is bad. I liked the way this conversation went. Uh, if you didn't just instantly be like, yeah, there's nothing to look at here. We probably could have drilled down into some sort of minutia more um, and rather than just sort of trying to fight for the ability for this film or this type of film to be okay in existing. The, if, if there's anything that does that, the, it'll be the fact that it is a, a female led um, horror film for one. That's not, yep, that's yep, not yep, yep, yep. it's that, that hasn't not existed before. Nope. The only other thing is as well as we live in a time where campus politics uh, are, are of the mode people, what people say on campus and the way in which we interact with campus life uh, is becoming more relevant. And I think you could argue that the fact that this film plays in that spectrum is of interest. I don't think it has anything. It could if you drill down. It, I don't necessarily think it has anything interesting to say. For example, I for for both of those things, I would point to other movies. If you were to have a if you were to if you wanted to have a conversation about those things, right. I would point to. Other I movies. agree that if for for almost any trope in this mm-hmm. film, and I, mm-hmm. I I won't be able to think of it before for the end of this this mm-hmm. review. If I was looking for a better take on college life or a better horror movie or a better this or a better that I would point to other films. Yeah. Now that does not mean that I could not. And just like we did, or if we had more time drill down into this and get to similar points, it's just not my jumping off point. Right. Yeah. I used to, I used to do an interesting, uh, well, I thought it was interesting exercise, which is that I love it. We would talk about a film, uh, that people were watching, you know, like every class that we, that I would take, I would say, Hey, what, what, what's everyone been watching this week? And let's try and drill down into something about that film because the point of critical film analysis and the point of media analysis is to think about everything you're watching. Yes. Um, and, and, and for example, I remember one uh, somewhere along the line, someone brought in a Kevin Hart movie. Uh, I think it was Central Intelligence. Or, okay. Watch no, it, watched it on a plane. It was a movie uh, about domestic terrorism or something like that, but it was a comedy. I think it was with Martin Lawrence at the time. And it was, and the way we framed that conversation was like, okay, let's have a look at the context with which a film like this gets made in the background of additional uh, fear in the or, or additional conversations about domestic terrorism yeah. and how uh, a film like this operates to alleviate either alleviate those tensions or 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 enhance it somehow or exploit it. And I think the problem with this the problem with this particular yeah, film, why can't you just do it this one? Because unfortunately, it doesn't have even in its inception. But you just said you could do it with anything. You did it in a class. I know, but I but 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 that was a specific topic. I, you kind of just proved here, all my points. No, no, no. Hear hear me out here. I'm sad now. If this is a film about campus life, is it got anything to say about it? Some of it you could you could drill down into the either either how uh, fraternity or sorority or Greek life is either either exists in real life or how we all think it does. I've known I've known in my own personal life sort of two different versions of Greek life from my college experience. Some very similar to what was on the screen and some that's basically the entire antithesis, excuse me, antithesis of that exact um, portrayal of that particular subculture. Fun fact, I used to live next to the Delta Gammas when I was in college and it was hell. Well, (laughs) anyway, we are running out of time, even though we can't keep dying and talking about this movie and repeating and repeating and repeating so much to talk about with this film, Shahir. But I guess if we have to stop, uh, this will be one of our short, I think it'll be telling that this will be one of our shorter episodes. Actually, it's not. It is. No. 50, 58 minutes right yeah, now. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's much shorter than any other episode. If you'd like, Shahir, if you'd like, I can keep going. You can keep going? 
I, I mean, could. I, can I? Do you want me to leave the room? No, no, no. You that'd be one of the things is you wouldn't be you wouldn't be allowed to. I leave. can sit here silently and just listen to you keep going. Uh, well, it, it, then you wouldn't here's be paying the, attention. Here, here would be the qualitative and not quantitative test: is for listeners to go through this episode and see how much we actually talked about the movie in this. Do it, and then realize that that doesn't actually matter because it brought up interesting conversations. <laughs> you're really going out of your way to like. You're really going out of the way to sort of prove your point, then disprove it, then prove it again, I'm and you're also. And I'm zagging. I'm it's leaving, hard for I'm me loving. to keep up because even with your class analogy scenario, I was like, oh, we're going to be finally on the same page. And then you just went away from it again. And I don't know how to do it. I'm very sick right now. <laughs> Shahir, should people see this movie? Hmm. It's a really good movie to have while your phone is on, uh, which means I think at best it's a rental. I, 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 it's it, look as much as I, I applaud filmmakers making things and, you know, never want to dissuade anyone from making anything. And this movie has a level of competency that is far better than some of the movies we've seen this year. Uh, it's ultimately for me personally, and it might be in this, this might be the case that it's just not my, I'm not the target demographic. Um, this might be the case where um, it's, it's a good rental. But I, I, I personally, if, if someone's asking me for a film to watch this week, next week, a thousand weeks from now, uh, I'm not going to recommend this movie. Okay. Um, I would say if you're looking for a horror movie in this uh, Halloween time, uh, this isn't the best horror movie, but it's still a fun movie to go see. I would go see if you have, if you only have one movie's worth of money to spend one, many money movie money. I'm slowly dying. My batteries are draining. If you can only see one movie this month, see Blade Runner. Uh, I think, uh, you know, in the theaters, which is which uh, Blade Runner really needs that. It does. Right it, now. It, Blade Runner needs your money more than this one does. Um, although this is a side comment. I kind of don't want a Blade Runner sequel sequel. So, OK, OK, no, no. I, uh, I, yeah. So uh, but, but no. I'm trying to think of actually movies that we've done this year that play see the, the thing is is maybe maybe this is the best testament i didn't movie. finish my thing oh i don't care um is that is wow. that <laughs> is that we actually haven't talked about another movie in this demographic at all this year so maybe that's a reason May, the only one i can think of is your name the japanese movie how is this in that demographic like same team i mean young girl younger girl this is slightly like this is a 18 year old girl um well there were two main characters in that one it, this has one main character that was, was a guy and yeah a girl. but it's a younger girl younger demographic film like that's the only thing I can think of. Oh, like Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Um, yeah. continue your thing. You seem. Oh, totally- am, I, am I allowed now? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, thanks so much. I'm gonna check out of here for. A okay, cool. Just like wow, Shahir takes this real seriously. <laughs> um, no, I think you should see it. I think you should see it if you've seen Blade Runner or if you just say say sci-fi is not your thing and you're just looking for a good sort of Halloween time movie. I think it's good. I think it has more to say uh, than most of the sort of. I don't know, genre pieces of this. Like this, this movie I feel like is infinitely more interesting and enjoyable than the umpteenth version of the weird possessed ghost, scary house movie that comes out around this time of year. Like the, like there's so many weird, stupid names at this point. I can't even keep track of them, but I could just like make them up like the light switch or darkness rising or the mirror mirror or like, just like just all these stupid things that are just this generic haunting garbage that like the conjuring sort of like made popular again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, those movies have far less to say, in my opinion, than this movie does. At least this movie has uh, a redeemable sort of character arc. It actually has a couple twists and turns that you don't like the conjuring, do you? It's it's so baseline. Hmm. It's made very well. Mm. Uh, but again, that doesn't save it. For Would me. you recommend this over the conjuring? 
it's a mood thing, really. If you, if you want to be scared or uh, attempt to be scared, see The Conjuring. If you if if you're looking for, if I said what's a more enjoyable film to watch, I would say this. Uh, but again, but that's from my that's from my non like non critical non film craft non trying to be scared sort of place. My, regardless, look, what this is it. This is the whole thing right here. Watch the trailer. Do you think that looked fun? Go see this movie. <laughs> that, that, let's let's agree on this. The trailer is the most honest. Like it's it's that is the advertisement for the film. Yep. It is not tricking you. It is not doing anything weird. And I like Jessica Roth. I think I think she she's got a future in this business. Oh, well, so I'll be sure to let her know you said so. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think I think she's got charisma. She's got charm. She carries the screen, which yeah. is a rare quality to have. Agreed. This has been the only podcast about the film Happy Death Day. Shahir, Happy when Day, when you're not, uh, I don't even know when you're not uh, trying to zig and zag and zoop and zob mm-hmm. around a very sick me. Where can folks find you? You can find me zig and zagging on uh, my website www.shahir.com. <laughs> Dowd.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. Please come and see both of us. We are two sexy writers who are constantly getting laid. That are our future selves are going to come back in time and try to kill us. We promise not at this event. No, not at this event. Actually, no, we're not writers. We're reviewers in the in the case. Sorry. <laughs> we're rewriting it. Yeah, we're rewriting as we go along. But please come along to QED in Astoria on October 26th at 9 p.m. And joined by special guests Patrick and Francesca from Last Name Basis. We know you like those guys more than you like us. So come out and see us. They are see, wonderful. See, come, come see come see a live show from last name base basis and we'll be there also if for, if you're uh you should definitely check out their podcast it's absolutely wonderful it's basically like having a, a wonderful I, meal with the two most interesting funny nice people you've ever met i love listening to patrick do rap lyrics it's hilarious. it's so good <laughs> oh I love them. Uh, anyway, uh, and you can find me. Uh, are we at that point? Oh, my brain's so fried here. Is it me? Is it my turn? Go ahead. Uh, I exist on the internet. It's MatthewKroll.com. It's go to the number four Pierisi on Instagram or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Please uh, send me all of your, uh, lozenges. Your, your lozenges or your mental chicken noodle soups. I'll always appreciate that. He does need a new ointment applicator. Uh, yeah, but uh, then, what, then, you'd, mine. then you'd be out of a job, Shahir. <laughs> uh, and if you want to talk about anything, happy death day or otherwise, please write us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com and iTunes reviews. And can I go to bed? Nope. Fuck. It's happy death day. We got to start this again. Oh, That's good. That's what it is. We got to redo this episode. What is I'm- up, internet? You're looking at me like you just took a dump on my mom's head. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I like me some mayonnaise. This is Shahir Down. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Happy Death Day. Shahir. Oh, I died again. Happy gotta- Death Day. Happy Death Day, man. Oh, I can't wait again. to get into this. This is going to be some great stuff. Um, oh, first and foremost, we have a live show. Thank you.